now to get your helmets on, because it's going to get rough in here. All the way from Studio B, it's showtime for John, Ken, and Mark, the Detroit Sports Authority. <laughs> this is the easiest part for us to do. Welcome, everybody. CKWI Radio 76 to the Detroit Sports Authorities live on the air, as, as live as we're going to do it tonight. It should be a kind of compact show tonight, I do believe. What do you think, Kenny? Compact? Yeah, compact, because as much as, well, I guess we should, let's get the first things out of the way. Welcome to the Detroit Sports Authorities with the Super CPA, Ken Pocket, right here on the only sports show that's not bought and paid for by any of the big teams around here, so we can tell you like it is. Also, we are not experts, we're authorities, that makes us one better. Um, we do have the highest standards. We don't have the FCC, but we do have, we follow the DMCA rules, and sometimes the language might get a little bit salty, and if it does, oh well, oh well to you. Uh, all uh, opinions expressed within are just Kenny's and myself, so don't bug us. Um, what do you think? That's about it, right? I think it covers it. <laughs> I'm glad it does. Yeah, I, you know, the reason why I said compact today is, is because, you know, in pre-show, I'm thinking, all right, let's see. Really no Red Wings to talk about. Thanks for the NHL for having such a blubber of an all-star game. Did you watch that at all? Not at all. Good idea. I think, I think all of the all-star games should go away. Yeah, but, you know, the the NHL is, is extremely rotten only because it's not really an all-star game it's it, it, first time you don't play like east versus west or something you play like three on three four on four you do the stupid stuff it, it, it's like why don't you play you know you can go back to the early days where you would pick the all-star game and play the perennial winner whoever won the stanley cup the year before and then it was east west okay we get all that stuff and then, what the hell do we have to... I mean, if your All-Star game requires you to take hockey pucks outside in Florida and shoot them so you knocked over surfboards and then dunked Sydney in a dunk tank, you got no shot. It's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah, it was awful. I mean, it was really... We're looking at it more and more and more, and it was so, you know, they're they're kissing Florida's ass so hard on this one. It, it was like it was awful. There was, there was nothing there, but yet your team captain got a hat trick, but didn't get MVP. No, the other thing he didn't get is a contract, but we'll get into that later. You know what? We might as well hop into that right now. It's like it's not looking like nine million bucks are going to uh, magically appear. No. And, you know, I think Mr. Eiserman has kind of let it be known in his own inimical way just how much he thinks Mr. Larkin is worth. Yeah. And how much he isn't. 
Yeah, and it's to the point where, you know, you've let it go on this long. Do you think I like the idea that Eisenman is almost playing a game of who's going to blink first, and it ain't going to be him because he's got the checkbook. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy's a, a point-a-game kind of dude or whatever it is, and has, you know, a hat trick. But really, scoring a hat trick in the NHL All-Star game is kind of like scoring two touchdowns in the NFL Pro Bowl. Ooh, that was Pretty hard. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, who's impressed? Not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not, yeah. And see, that was the whole thing. It was like, all right, Eisenman, you kind of showed the guy. If you're really into it, it's like, look, we get, you know, a million dollars in pro sports is nothing. Zero. Yeah. And so, but if you're still squabbling over it, you are sending Larkin's team a message that, you know, his representation. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe you guys are out of your league. And we can find ourselves a couple of new captains if we needed to. Yeah, and you know, here here's the thing. Yeah, you know, he'd be hard to replace because you know it's a position that's not uh, that doesn't come available very often. But it doesn't mean you overpay him. True that. And what what is he worth? Is he really a number? You know, a top line center? Nope. No, he sure don't look like it. I mean, he's a guy who, you know, he can perform well if you stick a couple of guys around him that are all-stars. Well, okay. so, so could any but, second, you know, second liner or third liner do the same thing. You know, yeah, you put... Like that. But new guys, but really good guys next to him, you're going to elevate the game. How many people did Larkin around him elevate? No, that's the problem. Yeah. And you're the captain. So shouldn't you be able to, you know, make that happen? But, you know, here's the thing. We had another athlete in Detroit sports that had a similar profile. And he happened to wear Honolulu blue and silver with the number nine on it. Yeah. And everyone thought that he was the be-all, end-all. And it took them treating him to an all-star team surrounded by Hall of Famers. And finally, he, he was able to uh, hoist the uh, Super Bowl trophy. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing with Arkin. If you surround him with Hall of Fame players, he'll get to lift the Stanley Cup. But you know what? We had a guy here who was a number one center, and he led his team to the Cup. And it was his heart and soul and grit and talent that helped push this team past, helped to push him through. And he's the guy on the other end of this uh, negotiation now. And do you think he's looking at Mr. Larkin and saying, yeah, you're good enough? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. But then again, you know, you didn't have this time around, you don't have Bowman. And Bowman really turned this team, that team around. Also, when you got Shanahan and you got some extra pieces that got in there, then things started clicking. So that kind of worked out. But there was, I mean, I, I always say that it would be, you're right, Honolulu Blue, number nine, Larkin, and A.J. Hinch 
are the three guys that are so overrated they don't elevate anybody and they're in the position where elevating is kind of what they should be doing if they're going to be all-star leaders. Okay. But it's what we do. It's what we do here in this town. We take all of our all our sports guys and we overrate them. And then yeah. we can't figure out yeah. why don't we get respect around the league? Yeah. And the answer is because you're getting the amount of respect that you deserve and that you've earned, which isn't much yet. No, and I also like too every time that that uh, uh, an all-star or a well-known Detroit um, sport player is on the block, everybody goes, "Well, we we got to get at least two number one rounders for him." Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, uh, Kenny. It, how many people could we trade, or have we traded lately that were worth two number ones? Well, that was the Honolulu Blue number nine. We actually got two first rounders for him. But wasn't that shocking to you, though? No, not. I, I wouldn't say shocking. No, because we took back a player who the other team had to move out from because they couldn't afford to have both of them on their salary cap. Yeah, and so we agreed to take the uh, golf contract off their hands. Well, they had to compensate us for it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, folks. Yeah. You know, but really, tip of the hat to you guys. The one-year thing, it worked out. You sold your souls. You got the ring. And that's one thing that you can never, ever take away from L.A. But, man, how hard is your team going to be either mediocre or down for? Because you got no money. Uh, you're way past the cap. And you have no draft picks. Plus... You have signed Mr. Stafford to this huge extension, and he's not going away. How many so years? You're overpaying him just as much as you overpaid Goff when you re-signed him. But Goff's going away in two years because we're going to draft a number one quarterback this year. Oh, of course we are. Yeah, we're going to, <laughs> in fact, we're going to trade up to number one. Oh God, here we yeah, go. Yeah, exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> There, dear listeners, there are certain things that we can light Kenny's fire with almost instantaneously. <laughs> That's one. That's one topic yep. to bring up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, we got to get the franchise quarterback. Yeah, we do, and you got to make it in the first three picks. Otherwise, why are we yep. doing it? Let's trade down. Yeah, and well, here's the thing. If you tra- draft a guy in the first three picks, he's automatically a franchise quarterback because otherwise, why would you have drafted him there? Ta-da. Yeah, absolutely correct. I mean, I mean and so <laughs> how else is it going to go for you guys? I always like it because you can always see it in whatever social media comes up. Everybody knows how this is supposed to go. You got I mean, because ev- evidently, if you pick a quarterback in the first three or four picks, then that translates to Bart Starr for the rest of, you know, for at least 10 years of your team. Like, you know, it comes right automatically, it comes right away, and um, you're good. I mean, how could you possibly fail? It's a top three pick. And you, you look at the two guys playing in the Super Bowl this year. They were obviously both number one overall. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, number uh-huh. one pick, number one round, and there you are. People traded up to get them. There you be. Yeah. You know? And, but then again, 
You know what, really, if if you people ever get kind of crazy about getting the number one draft pick in um, college in the NFL, always remember these two words, Tony Mandridge. You know, and so, I mean, that should tell you, I mean, this guy had it all, had it all, and what the hell? Oh, oops, that's how you got your strength. All right. And that set back, I mean, Green Bay, if this guy would have kept it going, this, Green Bay would have been a monster still. I mean, not like he'd still be playing, but, I mean, a lot of things would have been changed around and stuff, and, and boy, Green Bay would not be, eh, what do you predict them going to be this year, Kenny? Well, that all depends on what happens with uh, Mr. Rogers, doesn't it? And he's now going to, he's going to go away for a while. He's going to go and get some, he's going to go to his fortress of solitude and ponder his future. Which means where? He should, he should ponder his ass. I mean, <laughs> pondering for what? So you get, you know what? This We are in an era, whether it be sports folks, politicians, etc., that are such attention whores. You have to yeah. say crazy things. You have to do outrageous stuff. And then that's the only way you keep quote-unquote relevant, and then you have to top your crazy over another crazy, you know, and then you just so out-crazy yourself, people go, okay, we get it, you know. And and Rogers is, you you go out with these weird-ass women, I guess, you know, you you try to marry somebody, I guess, Uh, you're going to go to this team or that team, I guess, or you're done with football, I guess. Or you're coming back for one more year, I guess. You know, and it's all this intrigue. Damn, we've seen this already, Ken. Yeah, and we don't need any more of it. At all, baby. No. Yeah, I mean... And you know what? Go ahead. Here, here's, here's the bad news, and I hate to break the news to everybody out there, but <laughs> this guy sucked this year. Breaking news. Now, I, yeah, breaking news. Yeah, I, I hate be the bearer of bad tidings and it could have been his uh injury it could have been yeah uh maybe not yeah maybe just see him going to a team and doing the uh, russell wilson deal (sighs) yeah yeah very happen i i kind of look at it as, as a joe montana deal you know when he shuffled off to the kc side of town you know, it's kind of like, God, you were so good, and then, or, or we can take, you know, Brett going to, um, to the Jets or, or Minnesota. You know, that yeah. was just like decline, more decline, declined ist. You know, it, it's your did, and you go back years, a couple of years on, on this very show that we go, are you scared of Aaron Rodgers anymore? Are you scared of Green Bay anymore? The reason why they made it is because somebody had to win that division. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and they had a good defense. Yeah, yeah, and and that was about it. But then again, how far did you go in the playoffs? Green Bay never went far in the last couple of years. You know? No. So kind of it was like a default if it wasn't Minnesota, you knew it wasn't going to be Chicago. You sure as hell knew it wasn't going to be Detroit. So somebody, oh, yeah. that's the reason why Green Bay gets all these flags. 
all these banners. You know, if Green Bay was in a different division whatsoever, you know, for for his for let's say the last decade, they would have had some, but boy, they wouldn't have got all that. Oh, that's for sure. So, but thank yeah, God that he's they got fat feasting on the bad uh, sacks in the uh, NFC North. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's kind of how Minnesota stepped in with this year, too. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because look how bad Green Bay started. And so everybody smelt blood because if you're going to get love as your QB, boy, you're going to be below Detroit for years. That guy, he never is, never has been. You know, he's a very, he's not even a, a second rate backup, third, maybe. I mean, but Chad, he was a first round pick. He get from where? First round where? Twenty ninth. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, he had to be, yeah. Fourth, I think. But uh, he was a first round pick. Hey, I thought that's magic. <laughs> it all depends who you're talking to, who you're drafting. But I mean, the, I don't know why Green Bay doesn't trade out. Green Bay rarely trades. I mean, NFL they rarely trade, anyways. But. You know, it, it's you've seen for years, love doesn't have it in the NFL. Just does not. So you're, you're trying to get every last drop out of Aaron, and that drop's been dried up for about two years now. Uh-oh. Now what to do? Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're not in a good position, are they? No, they're not. And now they're going to feel what it feels like to be disrespected on the bottom you guys don't get anything because really what do they have that's outstanding receiving core no that was the big problem this year yeah all right you don't have an o-line worth a damn you keep you know try to give aaron all kinds of tools but you don't give them in the trenches okay so now welcome to the bottom green bay but now, how? Watch how many people in Wisconsin starts jumping off the ledge because oh, they can't have this. Yeah. Well, welcome to. I mean, they've had an incredible string of luck, especially with starting oh quarterbacks. God, yeah. Huge. Yeah. No? And you know, for all the whiners that say, "Well, you know, the Lions, if they get good, and how are they going to get their franchise quarterback? How are they going to do it?" Well, you know. They didn't draft Brett Favre. Nope. He got me from Atlanta. Yeah. And he drafted Aaron Rodgers late in the first round. See, now, but still first rounder, still first rounder. Oh, brother. First rounder, too. But, you know, he was not a guy that, uh, he, you know, he, he was not a guy who teams were jumping up and down to draft. And they knew that he had talent, but they also knew he was a head case. Yeah, big time. And they stayed away from him, and Green Bay took the chance, and it worked out for them for a long time. Well, now you're kind of reaping the benefit on the back end, but it's been a hell of a run. Yeah, yeah, it has, but what did it produce, though? But, you know, let's face it, what it produced is a hell of a lot more than we've seen around here. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But, I mean, if, if you're talking about, I mean, Green Bay for us has always been the foe. But if you're, you know, somewhere in Tampa or Dallas or something during all that time, did Green Bay, it's like, oh, yes, we respect them. We know who they are. But you don't go, oh, my God, here they come. 
especially in the playoffs. Agreed. Yeah, especially in the playoffs. But, you know, considering that you had a beat-up on Detroit twice, Chicago twice, split with Minnesota, hell, that's five wins in your season automatically. That's a take. I don't know any other team that's dominated their division for all this time that they would always just beat up on people in their division. I mean, just to be like instant wins. Yeah, yeah. Subsequently, well, though. It's kind, of like, kind of like the Atlanta Braves were in baseball for a long time. Oh, those poor guys. Yeah. You know, they'd go out there and beat up everybody, and they'd uh, die. They'd win <laughs> into the playoffs, and <laughs> nope. Can you imagine? I mean, every year you got that close. You know, you almost go Toronto Blue Jays depending on the year. You know, you guys yeah. got close, always close, always up there, always, you know, a team to look out for, probably like Baltimore Orioles in like 66, 67, 68. You know, yeah. I mean, when the McNally years, I mean, those yeah. were the ones that you really had to watch, but you knew that they were going to always be your wingman. And yeah. hopefully that they would win. Talking about wingman in Baltimore and stuff, did you take a look at the new ratings for farm clubs in baseball? Oh, you mean the Atlantic? Uh, yeah, Keith Law came out with his uh, his rating <laughs> of the different uh, uh, farm systems. And Where's Detroit? The, <laughs> the Detroit made it all the way up to number 30. <laughs> out of how many teams, dear Kenny? 30. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. All right. So, okay. so let's let's look at this for a minute. Sure. We've got this baseball team here, and we've got all these great hitters in the lineup. No, we don't. They were horrible last year at hitting, but we've got all the young pitchers. No, we that don't. Are and now look at all the talent that we have in the farm system. Well, no, we actually don't. Well, so what do we have? Uh, well, what do we have? Five more years. It looks like it to me. And, you know, I, I've been saying way back when, this looks to me like a a uh, two-time rebuild where you're going to draft and you're going to bring talent in and then you're going to end up trading them for more prospects and more leverage to try to finally get this thing right. The team I compared it to is the Phillies. And the Phillies, they had people like guys like uh, Michael Franco that (laughs) were coming on. Yeah, Michael Franco did what exactly? Yikes. Yeah. But they hung on to him for several years. They kept trying to make make them their everyday third baseman, but it just never worked. Yeah, I mean, bring on the Gabe Kaplers, you know. I mean, it's it's amazing when you get Detroit because now, hit the button, everybody. Now you blame Avilia for leaving the covered bear. You know, anytime a GM leaves, you always hear the bitching from Detroit fan, oh, they left the covered bear. Some did. Some didn't. It's just and that's you know the that, talent. That is that is absolutely true. Alvila did leave the cover bare. <laughs> There's no debating that. And 
two months before he was fired, what did uh, Chris Illich say about him? He sucks. I'm happy with the progress he's making. I like our defensemen on our team. Yeah. I mean, famous quotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's hardcore. That really is. It's amazing what he did, but I mean, to be 30th. And you've had first-round draft picks for how long? I mean, like, number five, Jesus, last three years, what you've had? A one, a three, and a one? Uh, it was a five. One, a five, and a one. One, five, and a one. Okay. So even then so, and even when you have Casey Maisie, who is could start right away at any pro level, okay, Keep starting, son. There, there's got to be some something wrong with your starter. Well, we'll see him again in another year. <laughs> yeah, just see Wade, Kenny. 2024 is going to be his badass year. That's right. He's going to have a breakout year. because Why? Because he's finally going to have that Tommy John surgery out of the way, and now he can really show everybody what he's got. You know what he comes back as? He comes back as a Tanana. You know? He comes back as Francisco Liriano. Part two. Ooh. 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 Wow. Hey, I, t- I take it that the uh, IRS must have changed a lot of laws. You're in a good mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. That's the type of authorities we like around here. All righty. That's it. But you're right. It, it is phenomenal. But, you know, Torque says he's found his swing now. He remembers that. He, it was underneath uh-huh. his pillow all this time. So now he knows it. And now he's going to go back to hitting all these home runs. Okay. God bless, son. He, he, he left it right next to Casey Mize's arm slot. <laughs> and they were laying there on the floor next to each other. And it's like, oh, my God, look at this. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? I was looking all year, and there. Oh, I feel so silly. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Well, now you have a couple more. I mean, of uh, uh, the big three that were supposed to come back: Screwball, Mizey, and Torque. You know, Green may have. I'm thinking Green's going to get a sophomore slump this year, but that's okay. Everybody kind of goes through those. But all these big names, and I'm doing the air quote things. You know that are supposed to be back this year because now, now you played the kids. You know, no. Here's the story, and let me be brief about this. You had the 30th out of 30 farm team, and that was being polite. You also have a new general manager that's going to the Hudson Bargain basement. No, let me say the Burlington. But no, it, what's the worst one of all those? Bargain basement getting guys who have at least a 6 ERA or can hit no higher than 245, 215 in double-A minor. That's what you're stocking this team with. If you have any lick of sense, folks, I would not buy a ticket for the for the Tigers this year. Not one penny. Well, here here's the thing, John. What this year is going to do is it's going to provide clarity. One of the things that's going to be clear after this year is yeah. The answer to the question, why do they keep bringing back the Castros? Now you're going to find out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the answer will be? The answer is going to be ugly. Yeah. It's going to be real ugly. Mm. Oh, you're going to say bring back the Castros. 
Yeah, because now, you know what, in a couple of years, we'll be thinking and talking about, remember the Castro era in Detroit? Boy, that was a great time, wasn't it? How did they ever yeah. get rid of those two guys? Boy, those guys could hit. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, and they could pitch. Yeah. Yeah, they pitch too, yeah. And they could play all positions and, and, and. It's like, oh, my God, every single person that they they got off these scrap heaps that they signed a major league contracts, you know, especially yeah. those guys from the Phillies that they got to be heartbroken. I mean, here they finally got a team that's going somewhere, and wah, wah, you go to Detroit. <laughs> but there's good news. Yeah, please. You'll be, on every day, you'll be an everyday player in Detroit. <laughs> Good news, bad news. <laughs> yeah. Bad news, you're, you will be an everyday player one way or the other. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you'll get stuck. You'll be an everyday player in Detroit, and you'll be the everyday player that went on the very first and only 0 and 162 team ever in Major League <laughs> Baseball. You know? Hey, we, we have a history of that here, don't we? <laughs> We're the first. You know, go yeah. ahead, Cleveland, try to figure that one out, but uh, we're the first. You got to feel bad for it. We're the trailblazers. We set the, uh, the police there. You almost think that the Pistons would be so damn close to that, you know? Oh, yeah, but, you know, they do manage to eke out a win here and there. Well, I noticed that they scored under 100, what was it, yesterday? They made it to 99, and I think that's the first yeah. time under 100 or 110. But, again, what defense? Come here, Matt, the, the Ken Pocket Matador defense. Ole, yeah. there's 110 points for you. Here's 130 points for you. Oh, Lord. I mean, once again, there's not worth talking about. There's nothing new. No. No, but you know, hey, we're going to win the off season. We're going to get into the draft lottery. We're going to get that number one pick, and boy, uh, life is going to be good. You know, could there be any chance that the NFL could hold their draft off until the summer, so we can have like the NBA and the NFL here in Detroit, and they could pick, you know, and and just have the Detroit fans in delirium. Oh my God, everybody would have to wear condoms for a week. You know, we could have the both the drafts here because that's it. That's all we get. That's all you folks are, are willing to put up with, you know, because you let all your major league teams slide. Again, yeah. we, we go back to the Ken Pocket. It's been since 1984, folks. <laughs> and everyone's going, well, I you know, the I don't know, Kenny uh, – Talking to the folks that all the folks you talk to, do you hear anybody going with the Tigers? This is our year. No, I think they uh, they're still trying to. They're they're so embarrassed of having bought into it last year that nobody's really no. even wanting to talk about it anymore. You know, and even what you would hope that once they figure once they fired Big Al. You know, that this other yeah. guy was going to come on like gangbusters, and it's like, yep, you know what, we got things to do, and boy, you know, I would like to see a grizzled veteran in that situation as opposed to a guy thanking his mommy and daddy, you know, yeah. in his press conference. As soon as I heard that, I go, oh, my God, are we in trouble. 
You know, then, yeah. then we got to, you know, I want to concentrate on a guy hitting the ball. Oh, my God, are we in trouble. And then yeah. with all of his big swaps and big deals over this summer, didn't they just have free agency and didn't we get uh, nobody? Yeah, we actually got, not, we got more than nobody. We got two nobody. <laughs> Nobody number one, nobody number two. It's like door number one, door number two. Is that like and, in a... You know, we especially got a lot of number two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're in a Dr. Seuss book, you know? Okay. Oh, God, yeah. Here's your thing, one thing, two, and then trot them out. Don't really learn how to spell their names. They won't be here that long, you know? I yeah. mean, I don't know if Toledo is just overjoyed with all these new faces they're going to have. Or are they going to go, God, know, we suck too. Does that, rhyme, does that rhyme with Castro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And who's going to manage the team down there? Castro? You know, I mean, how badly do you feel for those guys? But then again, they're so good, they hooked on with new teams right away, so that was refreshing. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like the... Uh the old lions, you know, the uh, he'd get rid of a guy like Kyle Van Noy, and he'd go somewhere and he'd win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you go. Oh, wait a minute, he was here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's keep, keep up that trend. We had a quarterback that went somewhere else and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and subsequently, though, and again, you got to think real hard, and the USL does not count. But, I mean, take our coach, please. You know, you come to Detroit, you die in Detroit. I don't know any other NFL place where once you become head coach, you cannot coach ever again in the head coach capacity. Yeah. Because, really, if you're morning wag, what do you have to show? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Morning wag. The bar is high. Yeah, we'll take the wind. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there is something. That poor guy will never, ever live this crap down, but nor should he have to, you know? Yeah. You screwed up our year, you jerk. For so many years, you were not qualified. You know? I mean, even as uh, OC, you're okay, but that's about it. But, John, it wasn't his fault. He didn't hire him. <laughs> that's true. He did he didn't hire himself. Yeah, but you know what? They want to win. They just don't know how. Exactly. All right. And what do we? But what do we get? The same old thing. Well, it's addition by subtraction. We finally got rid of that loser that didn't know what the hell he was doing, and now things will be better because now the next guy that comes in, he's so much better. Yeah, that that we got rid of that garden fire, garbage fire guy. Now we got AJ Hitch. AJ Hitch is a genius manager. Yeah, he is. And he'll make it all right because look at all the buttons he pushed and all the levers he pulled. Look what a great year they had. They were only eight games below five hundred. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I think you know somewhere that AJ better like start having. A couple of garbage cans placed around the stadium, you know, because gee, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of garbage that they're going to have to take care of. I guess right, that must be it. You know, put them by the uh, put 
going to buy the entrances and the exits and all the uh, concession stands and out in the uh, out in the uh, bullpens. Mm-hmm. You know, just all around the stadium. Just ring them around because why? Because we have a lot of garbage to throw out. Yeah, but I mean, just, if, to, just the way it works. You know, what I mean, we just have a lot of garbage. If you had the Astros year where they were pounding on those garbage cans to tip, uh, you know, tip off people, and kind of that's how you won your World Series, allegedly, you know, okay, without that, you notice that, you know, you're just a manager anyways. Why the hell wouldn't you take your escape clause, get the hell out of Detroit, because now you're going to have the third year of having a really crappy uh, record, you know. So, how does that polish up your resume to go somewhere else? I, it was such a stupid career move. Yeah, and here's the thing that I don't understand: what happens if you bring garbage cans into Comerica Park and you bang on them? They still can't hit the ball. Then what? <laughs> we can't even cheat and win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like they should almost have like. Oh, I don't know. Like a, a rule in baseball, if you're the crappiest team, you get to have one cheating thing. You get to cheat one way, and then we'll look the other way for the whole year, and that will give us, you know, like NFL everybody parody. Okay. Well, I think a great a great idea if you're a crappy team like the Tigers, what you can do is you can start every inning with a guy on second base. <laughs> I know they listen. Too much integrity to do something so corny like that, right? I know that Manfred listens to us, and I'm scared now that he's, like, writing that down, you know? Say, that's a great (laughs) idea. They'll get the fans in the, you know, stands. They'll get the millennials to come on in and spend the money, you know? Crappiest, I like it. I like it. It, It's kind of like what the NFL did. You know, for the Lions this year, I mean, it's like, here's your hard knocks in baseball. You get to start. You get, all right, so 162. All right, so every home game, you get to start a guy on second base on alternating innings. There you go. That's fair. You know, considering you're hitting a lineup of 215 hitters, I mean, stuff that, you know, they went to the Ray Euler magic of hitting book. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. <sighs> you know, it's, like, it's like this. Well, we got this guy here, and he's hitting 140. Oh, that must be your catcher or your shortstop. <laughs> your I'll first baseman. Our first baseman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and our right fielder. By any chance. But he can play every position. And that's what we want. We want flexibility. We want people that can play every position because God knows nobody we have on this team can play a position worth a damn, including your third baseman. And this is going to be something to watch this year. Yeah, yeah. All right. So if you're wow. going, to, if you're going to hit, no, actually, it can be something to not watch this year, <laughs> and that's exactly how I'm planning on approaching it. How unique this is, Kenny, that we have. Before, it's like you used to stop and, you know, watch a baseball game here, there, and everywhere and blow off, you know, the Lions in the fall. 
Now it's just the opposite. I cannot think of any reason why you would want to watch. You know, the first couple of games, but again, remember, it's going to be cold. Uh, The Latin American guys don't hit. Uh, A lot of uh, uh, cancellations. You know, it's, it's too cold to play baseball. All right, so that gets us through the first 14 losses. Right. When they do, when they go two and, and sixteen, okay, because you, you're going to come back with this. I mean, when Cabrera's gone, well, what are you guys going to bitch about? I mean, first of all, you should never play baseball in March. I don't give a damn what part of the country you're in. It, it should never yeah. ever happen. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't have the. I should, but I don't have the. Um, uh, the new schedule this year when the Tigers start, but. Opening day is March 31st. Is it really? Where at? Here? Uh, I'll get the intern on that in a minute. I hope you would, only because, you know, you should... Northern teams like Boston, Texas... I mean, Texas. New York, Texas. Ourselves, you know, should start on the West Coast. That's okay. Play them on the West Coast. That's cool. Play them till mid-April. You know, we don't even take out, really, there's a reason why people around Michigan, uh, like resorts and stuff, don't put out the summer stuff until, you know, deep May, because it's so weird weather-wise, and it seems to be more disappointing when you think you're going to see a Tiger game, and it gets rained out. It's kind of counterintuitive, you know. It's like, yay, Tiger game, rained out, hooray. (laughs) You know. But, I mean, how are you going to put... That just goes to show kind of sports economics, too, where the Tigers don't care if you show up you don't. You know, we're already... We paid for all of our, you know, $230,000 guys, which is basically makes up everybody but Cabrera. Okay. You know, considering that you have Green and Torkelson still under minor league contract for how long? You know, you don't have anybody that's going to take you to arbitration because who the hell would do it? I'm a thinking. All right, so. Okay, we got that. It's actually April 30th. April 30th? April 30th? No, I'm sorry, March, March 30th. March 30th. March 30th at Tampa Bay. Okay, cool. At least that's a smart idea. And then yeah, when so do you go started- home? They start with three in Tampa, three in Houston. Two domed stadiums, good. And then they come home, freeze their balls off against Boston. <laughs> sure, Boston's going to be thrilled to be coming here in, in what, uh-huh. second week of May? I mean, second week of April? Yeah. Great, great, because April 14th is always so warm and predictable in Detroit. Yeah. God bless. You know, but that's cool because they'll be that final component of the April in the D people, you know, when everybody's playing for a playoff shot. Yeah. God, isn't it? Let's face it, you know, it it goes back to this again. In Detroit, we don't try to win during the year. We try to win the offseason. Because it's easier. There's no pressure. And, there, and we also know better. There's no way in hell we're going to win during the year. Yeah. No matter how much we lie to ourselves, it's not going to happen. So, yeah. But if we win the offseason, then we can say, oh, look, there's hope. Because we're, we always want to have hope. 
Well, because that's what we're used to. We look for hope because we hope our teams are going to do well. And then they don't. And then we say, okay, but is there hope for the future? Maybe this year, maybe next year, we can have some hope. We're rebuilding. We're rebuilding, yes. And the rebuilding. We're rebuilding our last rebuild. All right, let's do this. How far away do get the intern on this one? 2023 minus 1984. About 40 ish. Don't make me take off my shoes. You know? So, so what, it's 23 plus 16 is 39. Yep. All right. So 39 divided by 3. So that's 10, 11, 12 ish, 13 ish. All right. So the. The Tigers have gone through 13 rebuilds that they ask you to be patient for. You know, we're rebuilding, and everybody says it's got to be at least a three-year, you know, shot to show you any some kind of progress or something. You had a dip there for a little bit, you know, when Detroit was actually, and again, Detroit was in a Green Bay situation. Somebody had a win, you know, up there in Detroit, whatever division we were in at the time, you know, Somebody had to win. Here's the frustrating part. The Tigers had better talent than the results showed. Much better. Consistently. Consistently, they were a better team than the results showed at the end of the year. Thank you, Asmus. What went wrong? What went wrong is the fact that you never pulled the trigger on fixing what was broken. So we're constantly dealing with crap like Carlos Guillen's our second baseman. Ryan Rayburn's our second baseman. Uh, Brandon Inge is our second baseman. Yeah. And none of these guys were second baseman. I, I'll never forget the time when Jim Leland, he had put Ryan Rayburn at third base. And Rayburn committed three errors and caused the Ryan's, uh, the Tigers to lose the game. And after the game, he defended Rayburn by saying Rayburn's not a third baseman. That uh, and I I heard that I says, well, yeah. When'd you learn that? After you fell off the lineup card, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, but everybody likes Smokey. Yeah, yeah, he was fun. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was kind of like, kind of like Grandpa. You know, he, he, Grandpa falls asleep on the. Uh, on the couch, and then you go and you put uh, something funny on his lip and watch it blow back and forth. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was like the second. We so wanted him to be the second coming of Sparky. I mean, so yeah. here's a gray-haired guy that actually did fairly well in Detroit. I mean, really, you know, how many World Series you got to go to? And, and for that, for, for Detroit, that's like outstanding. You know, we don't care yeah. to win at all. We just want to go along for the ride. Okay, fine. You know, but then again, that burnt out quickly. And all right. And as soon as you got Asmus, who still had plenty of talent on this team, there you go. For whatever, I mean, it's it, we're going to give you the Urze Award, you know, because if he goes back to Jeff Saturday, you know, and it looks like the Colts are going to go that direction. There you go, boys. Yeah, they can rename the uh, the team the Dolts. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and considering that's a small market in the middle of nowhere land, you know, as much yeah. as we like the folks in Indianapolis when we go down there once a year, you know, it, and it's... Go, and I kind of go back to this, to uh, be a successful sports executive, you do not need to be a genius. You just need to be smarter than all the other morons running around out there. And it looks pretty easy. You know, I mean, really, it's it's almost if you want to be a successful NFL manager, shut up. Just yeah. shut up. You know, don't yeah. be the smartest man in the room. Don't be a Dolan. You know, shut up. Even though Dolan being in for, for the uh, Knicks, just yeah. shut up and do your thing and away you go. And I think the guy from Jacksonville kind of figured that one out. Look, just give the kid money for wrestling. Go over there. Go do your thing, Junior. You know? And somehow, some way, if we just shut up, you know, and put our nose to the grindstone, and then here it comes. If Jacksonville has a good year next year, then you're going to hear the people in Detroit say, See? You know, draft draft a quarterback. Draft him one. See? I think every Detroit owner has figured out that that Detroit fans can be super dolts, you know, and, yeah. and we'll wait for as long as you want us to wait. But And here, take our money, won't you? Let us be entertained. Thanks. Yeah, I actually heard a guy in, in a mainstream media guy media. this week actually said, if they don't draft a quarterback this year, I don't see how they'll possibly ever get a franchise quarterback. I if heard that. They, I, just about, I just about fell off my chair. If they don't draft one this year, they won't get one? They'll never get one. Because why? Never. Because then they're going to be good, and they're going to have to uh, – they, they won't draft high enough to get a, a good quarterback. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what people said after Cadwell? You know, hey, here's nine wins. We'll never go back to drafting first, second, third ever again. We're on our way. Yeah, I guess my first question is, let's say that they go 12-5 and five and win their division. And they get into the playoffs and they win a playoff game or two. Yeah. Are you going to be sitting there going, damn, I knew we weren't going to get the damn quarterback. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew it. Now I told what? these people, I knew it, I knew it. Okay, great. Uh, now, you now, damn it! They'll probably go fourteen and three next year. Yeah, might even get into the Super Bowl. Then what are we going to do? Oh man! And then they get and because this year fill in the blanks because they're just going to regurgitate what they heard on ESPN. You know, this year yeah. it's a deep, deep quarterback draft. Is uh, it? <laughs> Is it really? Okay. What you mean by deep? <laughs> like get on the hip waiters deep. I mean, it's it to me. It was like we had a deep, deep, deep uh, quarterback draft about two years ago. Uh, yeah. Hmm, who's come out of yeah, that one that so far? Bad. Yeah, you kind of got it three years ago. I mean, you got Jacksonville starting to kick a groove. Uh, what happened to the guy that went over to San Francisco? Oops. Yeah. Oops, and let's not even talk about the guy in New York. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, um, all right, so there's your, I mean, there's your heavy-duty quarterback core, you know, that yeah. you've got uh, one out of four hit 
Oops. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're still looking at Tua. To me, Tua is kind of like a re- relatively new draft pick, and it's not. Look how long he's been, you know, on the team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But again, again, you look at a Tua and you say, he's not bad. No. He's not bad. Just ain't going to um, take you. He's okay. You know what I mean? Uh, I look at Jared Goff and I say, he's not bad. Pretty good. Don't trust him. Yeah, I mean, you, you go and sell yourself out on somebody, you know, and again, I go back to this, you know, in the right situation, he's, he's able to deliver what you need him to deliver. Now, you, you look at a guy like Alex Smith, and he did that for a long time. And he filled in the gaps until the team was ready to move on. And twice he was able to be traded for value. When you moved on, and oh, well, if we have to pay Jared Goff all this money, well, then you freaking pay him. He's your quarterback. I mean, if that's the going rate, that's the going rate. And you suck it up and you pay him. And when you're ready to move on, as long as your team is successful around him, you'll be able to move on from him and you'll get value back. Yeah. That's just the way the league is. It's amazing, isn't it? It, it? it terrifically is. And then, you know, it's. I'm starting to, to develop a variation of the Kenny Pocket how to draft for NFL kind of thing. And so my variation goes, it's all about the O-line. Because you can make a mediocre quarterback, i.e. give you Mr. Goff. You know, if you give him enough time to go and enough time to do his checkdowns and reads, then, okay, you can make him look pretty damn good. Number two position, Mm -hmm. wide receiver. If I can get somebody who can come back to the ball, somebody who can go fast enough to beat the secondaries, somebody that can read the ball as opposed to just remembering their their lines that they got to go through, you know, okay, that can help a mediocre quarterback too. That can help them, you know, with errant throws look great. Okay, then everybody else in you fill in. Quarterback is nowhere near my top three, top four. Yeah, I I would kind of agree, except that you got to make sure that your quarterback is not, a to, is not a total moron. Okay, you can't have a guy who just is just super incompetent. But if your quarterback is a guy like Kirk Cousins, yeah, which to me I think is incompetent, but yeah, but I mean you can get up to a certain point with the Kirk Cousins. Uh, do I think Jared Goff is better than Kirk Cousins? Yeah, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh, Boy, I'd go a pick him on that one. But you're you're you can achieve a certain level with a Kirk Cousins. You can achieve a certain level with a uh, you know, a number of these guys out there. But you know, to really hit the pinnacle, what do you have to do? Well, one thing is you have to get damn lucky for a year. And you have to have and, an NFL schedule that gives you, like, cake for uh, 12 games. Yeah, and you have to not be you not have to suffer any real long-term injuries to True. people. True. You have to have other teams around you that do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just ride it out. You know, now we're looking at Patrick Mahomes and Jalen uh, Hurts in the Super Bowl. And Patrick Mahomes was, I keep going over this, he was 
taken 10th in the draft. Jalen Hurts is a second rounder. But one thing both of these teams have is they have outstanding players around them. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I kind of would have enjoyed watching Mr. Irrelevant quarterback get team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But unfortunately, he suffered the same fate as his two predecessors in, in terms of getting messed up pretty bad. He even actually had to stick him back out again because his, his backup to the backup to the backup got injured. But they stuck him back out there with a busted up elbow. And that oh. was nasty looking too when you saw the video of that. Oh, yeah. Oh. There are some sports in- injuries that you just go, look, that's okay. We don't need to see the replay. It's cool. Yeah, we, we fought once. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and the funny thing is, like, then they have to hurry up and and we got to find a storyline here for the Super Bowl. Look, first two black quarterbacks. Okay, does that – okay, yay. You know, I, I'm glad that that happens. But uh, you know what? Look, it's like this, this is going to be – because there's no outstanding team here and there's no bad team, it's not going to be a super mismatch. It's gonna, I think it's going to be a very interesting Super Bowl to watch. I do, too. And, you know, let's face it, we don't have a, a team here that people like to hate. No. No. Yeah, so, there, yeah. There's no real grudge match or rooting interest for most of the country. So it's just going to be an interesting game to watch. And, you know, I like both quarterbacks. I think, uh, you know, Mahomes is outstanding, and I think Jalen Hurts came into his own this year. But they have a great supporting cast around both of those guys. Right. I think if nobody and, uh, gets hurt, hello Philadelphia. Yeah, we, we uh, saw what happened to Mahomes a couple years ago when his O line got all beaten yeah. up in front of him, and they couldn't block for him, and he was running for his life. So you're, you know, when you're observing the uh, importance of the offensive line, absolutely 100 percent correct. Well, I think so we'll see what happens now with in the Super Bowl this year, but I, I'm expecting a good game. Me too, and I'm I'm, I'm putting money on on the Eagles right now, you know, because you uh-huh. can get boy, and, and all, all the moons have got to line up, but you can get to Mahomes, and once you do, uh-huh. and once you get him off his rhythm, there you go. But you can say the same thing about Jalen too, okay? But it seems like Mahomes is is more acceptable to that. So money on the Eagles. But boy, not by much. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest all the winnings uh, that I made off of betting on the uh, the Pro Bowl. <laughs> and then we invest that into some uh, a parlay here on the uh, <laughs> Super Bowl here. Uh, and, you know, not only not only did I make a lot of money off of the uh, the Pro Bowl, also the Senior Bowl. Oh boy! Yeah, so I can't sit on that. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, did you pick the McDonald All American this year? Yeah, that's right. Good God! <laughs> you know, I mean, it's dear McDonald's. What happened to you, man? You used to pick all the cool college basketball guys. You know, if you were a McDonald's All American, oh boy, oh boy! You know, and the football, and then Playboy had the football collegiate team. You know, okay, I, I don't know who you'd rather be. On what side, but, I mean, that's when sports was relevant to that era. And it's, you know, first of all, you don't have Playboy. And second of all, 
McDonald's, you order on your phone app now and show up. What? What kind of dumbass thing is that already? But what's not? Dude, what did we not talk about in one whole minute? Oh, boy, we didn't talk about the Detroit Pistons, did we? Thank you. Next. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you look at this team and you just you shake your head and you say, well, you know, what direction are they going in? You know, they got some good young talent. Then you, then you hear some of the locals talking about, well, we should trade for Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah we should. Well, Nothing like a busted up thirty five year old guy to help lead your team to glory. Well, we we had a guy years and years and years ago that we traded for a big name player. His name is Bob McAdoo. Until and he, he was flipped a guy, out, he was a big scoring player. And we brought him in here, and oh my back! Yeah, ouch, ouch! I can't play until I go. Until I leave, and I. You finally cut me, and I signed with the Lakers. And, oh, my back is fixed again. It feels so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you go ahead and trade for Kevin Durant and see where you end up. Yeah, you you get oh, Oliver. You get the big O. You get Baby Shack. And we see how, I mean, my God. From Chuck Daly to now, you just look at the, the names of the people. Charlie V., you know, they, they can't miss us, and it was just like, oh, my God, you know? It's it's kind of like when you take one of those uh, purple lights, one of those black light things, and go over the sheets in a cheap motel, and you see all the yeah. stains. I mean, now you look back at the Piston roster and go, my God, who put these things together? Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. I want everybody to make sure they tune in next week after the Super Bowl mm-hmm. because we're going to have the Ken Pocket Mock Draft 1.0. <laughs> For what sport? <laughs> For the, oh, and here's a little sneak preview. Oh, boy. The Detroit Lions are going to trade the number six pick. For the number one, two, and three picks. <laughs> how do you get all three of those picks from different teams? I haven't worked out yet, but I'll have something for you by next week. Yeah, but I mean, that's the cliffhanger. That's the hook. Talk about hook. You're coming over Sunday, aren't you? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, now, tell the missus she doesn't have to make like an a Arrowhead Stadium out of spam or anything. Uh-huh. Okay. What time is uh, What time are we kicking off? About 5 30. Because kickoff is like six something or whatever, so we'll have yeah. we'll have the hundred twenty inch screen ready for you, my good man. Ooh, sounds good. Life like. All right, so uh, you can see us and hear us anywhere that you want to. That wherever you pick up the fine golden versions of podcasts, we'll be sitting right there, right there for you until next week when we drop by. So thank you so very much. For Ken Pocket, the Super CPA, and myself, John Sarver, thank you so much for being here with the Detroit Sports Authorities. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>